Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Join me here, my co-host, Joseph. Yellow. Jay-Hugh. And Ian. Hey, what's up, guys? I made you follow Cuckoo. That was, yeah, <laughs> that mixed it up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here to talk about the 2020 Oscar nominations. Uh, we're going to make some predictions, go category by category, think who we want to win and who probably will win, because they're not the same thing. Nope. And... Uh, Maybe list some things that we feel like got snubbed. Yeah, snubbed and surprised too at the end. For sure. So, Joseph, I, you know, this is right up your alley because you're a pretentious asshole. So, correct. Even though you made shit of us liking the Golden Globe nominations last week. <laughs> you know, the Golden Globes are trash and they don't mean anything. The Oscars are the Oscars. <laughs> Um, so I'm just going to skip uh, both live action and animated short film and documentary feature and short subject because I haven't watched any of that shit. It's kind of niche. It niche? Is, it, you know, it, I think we say it either way. I think <laughs> I think niche is the way that the common people say it, yeah. and niche, niche is when you want to sound smart. Ah. Well, we're talking about the Oscars. So, so niche. niche, for sure. <laughs> uh, I'll stick with niche. <laughs> uh, so I'm just going to start. Original screenplay, which I th- honestly was one of the ones I had the hardest time deciding between. Oh, that one's easy. It's got Knives Out and Marriage Story 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. Um, I don't. I haven't seen 1917. I can't imagine the screenplay no. is the best part of no, it. No, it's, it's not definitely. But that's that's Tarantino's to lose. I think. I mean, but that's the thing. The screenplays for all the other ones are like Knives Out. The, yeah, the, but doesn't he always win? Like he uses loses see, director and best picture. But I thought he like won like three Oscars already for original screenplay. Spoilers, screenplays. but I think this is the year they switch it around. Uh, uh, I, I think because I man, I mean, I don't. This is one of those where I'm just going where I think should win. Yeah, Knives Out should win. The, That's the, the best script. The writing is crazy strong on all of these. For me, I want it to be Knives Out, but I feel like Parasite is just a little bit better. I would um, say, yeah. But, but I, again, like besides 1917, any one of these come in and be like, yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Yep, I would agree. I think Once Upon a Time, Once Upon a Time or Knives Out, because I haven't seen Parasite, so I can't really speak yeah. on that. Is Marriage Story, is that is it the act? Because it seems like there's a lot of actors nominated. Yeah, for, I, so is, is it more the performances or is it more well, the writing? Noah, Noah Baumbach is, is like famous for his dialogue, his his writing and, and like having very realistic conversational dialogue. And that shows in A Marriage Story also. Yeah. Uh, but the performances are so great. Also. I yeah. just want Tarantino. I think it's his funniest movie. And I, I think it's, it's, I've been thinking about it a lot today because he's came out. I think it's my favorite movie of the year. I mean, I love. That's fair. I, that movie's yeah. so good. I, I, I want to go back to it. The I reason I think they switch it up this year is it's... And these movies are always really visual, but this is the most visual it's movie true. he's done. That's true. It's also his La La Land. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's that's actually a great I mean, point. That, that's that a might great... be what he's going for, because he knows that shit always plays that sells, the fucking yeah. Oscar. Oh, for sure. That's the best... That's the, call. This is gonna, that movie's going to win a lot, you're right, because yeah. they <laughs> yeah. love voting for themselves. Because, you know, yeah. it's funny. <laughs> I, on the way over here, you know, I... I Semi hate the Oscars, and I was like, "Hey, there's not one of those Hollywood suck up movies this year to just sweep no, everything." But you actually but, liked it. But I like it I this time. That's <laughs> why I didn't think of it. Yeah, it ain't no Hugo. I <laughs> want Knives Out to win because uh, Ryan Johnson made the best of the Star Wars sequel trilogy. <sighs> Holy shit! That's, and that's exactly why I want him we to not keep, win. We got Ryan keep Johnson. <laughs> I don't get to do that very often to Ian, so... So that's a fully split decision, I think, on original screenplay. Oh, yeah. Are we going to keep track of this now? No, 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 fuck it. Yeah, the main on. ones, we're going to have an official winner or a predictor from the podcast on the main six. Yeah, category. the main six. Uh, actors, actresses, and then director, director, and best, best picture. picture. Uh, so next is adapted screenplay, which I don't, I don't have a strong feelings about. I feel like, to me, I think this is where they give Little Women because they wouldn't give her director. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, I, uh, I think Jojo Rabbit has a strong chance 
Because that's the nominees. Oh, sorry. The nominees yeah. are, the nominees are, are uh, the Irishman. The Irishman, <laughs> Jojo is, Rabbit. Yeah, Irishman, the painting painting houses. Yeah. Uh, and then, I paint houses. Yeah, basically, this, so these are books that movies are I heard are you paint on. houses. Uh, yeah, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, and The Two Popes. How is The Joker an adapted screenplay? That's it an, should not That's be. an original. It's, it's not, not even based on any existing It's story. adapted from some Martin Scorsese movie. It's, no, it's, yeah. exact from, it's adapted from Taxi Driver. Take that one right out. Because it's not even, like, if I'm yeah, thinking on that, that, it's not even really an adapted screenplay. I'm with Joseph. I think Little Women wins this. Uh, they Well, I've watched Little Women, unlike the rest of you. Mm-hmm. And I would agree. <laughs> what a what a good pause you had there for drama. Just, that's like you pulled out a steel chair and then sat it. I apologize for calling you a pretentious asshole. Yeah. Ian is the pretentious asshole yeah. at this table. Um, this week he is. I think. Did you hear him say niche earlier? Jojo yeah. Rabbit's Jojo Rabbit's too light. I think it, it'll yeah. go over their heads. So I don't think it'll win. So I think it's the Irishman. But then I think. It's more about the performances, especially with two supporting actors. I don't know if it's the writing. I would say Little Women. I don't know the two popes, so I haven't seen the I th- two popes. I think Little I Women gets it because that. it's based on you know a, a famous piece of literature. Yeah. Yeah. It's good, too. Um, it's so it's, funny. It's, it's written well, and again, they, they vote after the nominations come out. So yeah. like, they're going to realize, oh, Greta Gerwig got, kind of got fucked. So we'll, we'll play it off like, yeah. oh, yeah, well, she's always going to win They're going to cover their ass. 100%, yeah, 100%. But we'll, see, they've already voted, though, so there's no change to it now. Like, voting's closed. Yeah, that's true. So, but... Uh, we want to move on to visual effects? Sure. Uh, so, visual effects is often the place where the Oscars, being the pretentious organization that they are, will, uh, you know, give a little handout to the more popular movies. Uh, superhero movies, Star Wars movies, Lord of the Rings, those kind of things tend to win in here just because. Uh, but here we got Avengers Endgame, The Irishman, The Lion King, uh, 1917, and Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. It should be Avengers Endgame. It should be Avengers in the game. It will be Irish. Fundamentally disagree. See, no, I think Irishman's not even looks that no, good. No, Irishman looks like trash. Irishman no, it is... does look like trash. I'm not saying it should win. I'm saying it will. What do you I think should know. win? I think Lion King and Irishman are out. Because th- they don't even look good. I think Lion King absolutely should win because the, the fucking animal effects are goddamn incredible. There's only two shots in Lion King that are actual footage. Like everything else yeah. is a CGI but creation. The, re- the reception that movie was so like I understand. Uh, but it, I understand. You know it mean? looks great. It looks incredible. Um, but, I would say Avengers Endgame has a very good chance, or hmm. I would say 1917. Star Wars looks kind of rubber bandy CGI at certain points. There's nothing special about it. Right. You yeah, know what I mean, like, but at least at Lion King, you can make an argument that they tried something that had never been done before. Um, but 1917 has these like six minute tracking shots in these trenches where there's like a hundred extras because it's not about the two guys it's about everything they're going through and like the way like it would be practical effects there's not a lot of like CGI stuff Mm. you know what I mean so I think 1917 has a very good chance but Avengers Endgame like that final battle is so fucking nuts. Just and give it ne- give it to them. And from an effect standpoint, it never looks wonky. No, That's true. no, no, no. There's yeah, so yeah. much Flawless. shit going on, and it never looks wonky. Flawless. Yeah. I would be totally cool with Endgame. Uh, so I, unless we have separate opinions on sound mixing and sound sound editing, I'm just gonna lump them together. Sure. Just thank God, because they're kind of no Bohemian Rhapsody this year. Yeah. Uh, so just lumping them together, we got Ford vs. Ferrari, Joker, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker, and Ad Astra. Uh, to me, I'm because again, I don't know what the fucking difference is between sound mixing and sound editing, but I don't think Ford vs. Ferrari works without all all the uh, the sound effects that they use for the cars to make it just sound so goddamn cool. Uh, so that's my winner for both of them. 
I, I would say once upon a time, not, you're right, Ford versus Ferrari, the way they mix the engines and like the mm-hmm. rooms and all that and like the revving, but once upon a time in Hollywood just like has the style, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That Hollywood style that it makes it, it just cuts into music at the right time. So I can think those two could win, That's but fair. it's more an abstract kind of feeling. You I, know? Go, I, I go with Ian on this one. Yeah, I'm going Ford versus Ferrari. Love it. Even uh, split. I know it. Uh, among party lines. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's a good insight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next, we got a production design, which uh, you know is—I assume that it's literally just like the sets, like the physical sets. Uh, which we got the Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, nineteen seventeen, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. I think this is Once Upon a Time. I think in this Hollywood. is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Also, I think we might have unanimous on this. Oh no, I nineteen seventeen. Oh really? Just like <laughs> them recreating some of these trenches, and like there's like this scene where they go into no man's land, like between the two trenches. It's fucking nuts. And it's, like, all real. That's the thing. And it's it's these, like, I don't know. It's like a dance routine they did. There's these, like, six-minute takes where they have to, you know, step here. And, and the thing blows up. And then they got to get shot. And it's, like, they never cut away. So, like, I think it's going to be a lot of, like, like I said, it, if they take it in a more practical direction. It's all practical. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's true for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as well. Uh, my The reason why I would argue maybe against 1917 is... A lot of it seems like, I mean, and I haven't seen the film, but I've watched like a lot of these tracking shots and stuff are making of the tracking shots. And a lot of it's, you know, English countryside field. And, and like he took downtown LA and rebuilt it like it looked 50 years right. ago. Right. And, yeah. and, and the reason, That's a good point. The reason I would or not argue against 1917, but argue for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is because, once again, it's Hollywood shit for people who live in Hollywood yeah. who remember all this shit. Yeah, right. correct. And you're they're right. Gonna, it's a bigger scale. They're going to so, dig that shit. I go Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, so this is probably where we're going to get to our first real snub. Uh, we're going to get to uh, Best Original Song, which we got Can't Let You Throw Yourself Away from Toy Story 4. I'm Going to Love Me Again from Rocket Man. Uh, I'm Standing With You from Breakthrough. I don't even know what that movie is. Uh, Into the Unknown from Frozen 2 and Stand Up from Harriet. What's the snub you have the, here? The, the uh, big one that the internet is yeah. pissed off about Beyonce. is Beyonce. Which <laughs> For to the be, Lion King. Which, to be fair... From a, you know, from a, a like the Oscars perspective, nominating her means you get Beyonce at the Oscars. That's a good pull. Yeah. On the other hand, that song sucks. Yeah, it's not so. good. I saw a tweet where it's like we could have had a, a live performance from Beyonce at the Oscars at the Oscars and said we got another Toy Story four song sung by like Rod. Who's Randy Newman? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is it Randy Newman? Yeah, it's Randy Newman. God damn it! But it's a good song. Uh, it's into the unknown. It's into the unknown. Yeah. For sure. No, no, no. Actually, it's not. It's Rocket Man's been winning all the awards. Really? Rocket Man's won like the Globe. I and have it's won a the very serious issue with you, with them writing their own specific new Elton John song in a movie about old Elton John. <laughs> that feels like a problem for me. Well, I would agree. Frozen 2 is the song that I remember the most, but because I don't even remember this Rocket Man song, but I'm just saying I think the, like, the history of the award so far. You know what? That's also true. The only song I remember from Rocket Man is I'm Still Standing. Yep. <laughs> uh, so that brings us to uh, Best Original Score, where we got The Joker, uh, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, and Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. I'm sure we could come up with some snubs for this one. Uh, I think the music in uh, in Knives Out is also really great. Mm. There are probably several others that we could mention, but give this shit to John Williams. I, I, I think John Williams is on this list to give it to John it, Williams. He's you know? goddamn better. But, you know, <laughs> I how, think, much, how many more years does that dude have? Yeah. I don't think he's he like, deserves it. He's like 85. I think the Joker. The Joker well, I, think, I, mean, I think Joker yeah, is the best. That, that, I remember the, the music of that movie. The, the yeah. thing is, I don't think it'll be. It's like when 
you know, Pacino didn't deserve to win the Oscar for Sin of a Woman. That was a lifetime achievement mm-hmm. award. Yeah. This would be a lifetime achievement. He's been this is he's won a bunch of them. Second right? nomination. He's been nominated for like a bazillion. But he's won some. He's won several. Yeah. But. No, yeah. no, I, I think. Oh, this see, is, I didn't know he had won. Yeah. I think he's been nominated like fifty times. Yeah, fifty-two and, times. Yeah, he's the second most. But I, th- I think this is the Joker's man. That that's yeah. the one thing I remember about that movie is the, the fucking music was on point. The music yep. is good. Uh, so that brings us to. She also won at the Golden Globes. The woman who. Oh, really? Joker. Yeah. Uh, that brings us to makeup and hairstyling. We got uh, Bombshell, Joker, Judy, which is the first time we've come up with that one. It's the Renee Zellweger one about Judy Garland. Uh, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil in 1917. What a weird one to throw in there. Maleficent? Uh, Maleficent? Yeah. I mean, Strange. I'm sure the makeup's fine. I'm sure they did a good job, but I think there's probably better makeup. I wouldn't know, but... Are there any other good makeup things? The only one that I could think of that I haven't seen yet is I feel like that Midsummer one's got some weird-ass oh, makeup yeah, yeah, and prosthetic probably. effects on it. Um, I, I think what they did to the Irishman... Could be not, you know what I mean? Yeah, the way no. they they aged Joe Pesci. At the I, end I of think that there, movie. I think there definitely is a mixture of, but of makeup. There's wonky and CGI. parts with Roger, you know, Robert De Niro. Yeah, yeah. But I think Bombshell is the obvious winner. Megan Kelly, the way they transform Nicole, Charlie, yeah, Charlie to Megan yeah. Kelly is incredible. I I think you are right. I also feel like this is also one that Joker could sneak away I, with. Yes. Agreed as well. Yes, those would be the two that I would pick probably as a. Jay, yeah. you got opinions? Not on this. No. Okay. <laughs> None of us have seen Bombshell, right? All right. I have. No. Yeah. Uh, so I don't the, want to watch a movie about Fox News. No. <laughs> that sounds Fair. terrible. <laughs> uh, so, so that brings us to uh, Best International Film, uh, which is going to be a bunch of movies that we haven't seen. Uh, we got Corpus Christi, Honeyland, Les Miserables, with different Les Miserables, uh, Pain and Glory, and Parasite. It's going to be Parasite. Yeah. It's like, going to be Parasite. You didn't pick Les Mis as your favorite movie of anything last... I didn't. I think that's an oversight. I mean, I love that movie, but I just think there we were going over a whole decade. Did we do musicals? No, we okay. didn't. Okay, we should have. Well, it should have been Les Mis. Yeah, it should have been. <laughs> it still might have been Frozen. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, this would absolutely Parasite. be Parasite. Yeah, hundred percent. The only movie that would even contend is Pain and Glory because apparently Antonio Banderas is phenomenal in it. Oh, okay. Talk about a biggest surprise. That is a spoiler. That's my biggest surprise. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, so that brings us to film editing. Where we got Ford versus Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, and Parasite. This is a tough one. I wish I had seen Parasite because that that's the one that really makes this one difficult for me to pick. The one. editing is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> like like the pace of that movie is is super super well done. Uh, for me, it's between Parasite and Ford versus Ferrari, but I'd give it to Parasite. I'm yeah. gonna go Parasite. As well. I would say Ford versus Ferrari because I haven't seen Parasite. Yeah, and I think the way they cut into those cars and mm. out, it does keep your interest, and usually that's kind of boring. No, I mean the the racing in Ford versus Ferrari is fantastic. It's good. I don't think I've seen any of these. What are you doing here? I don't know. What podcast are you on? You've seen the Irishman. Oh yeah, I've seen the Irishman. How was the editing in the yeah, Irishman? I'm gonna give it to one did, of the other ones besides the Irishman. Did someone edit the Irishman? <laughs> I, I, thought I don't think so. <laughs> Not a lot of cut. I, I didn't think so. <laughs> you know, I mean, the Irishman is fine, but I mean, you know, I like the Irishman. Like there was nothing clever or interesting about the way it was edited. Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, so that brings us to costume design. We have the Irishman. Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's Little Women. 
It probably is. No, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm giving it to Once Upon a Time. Margot Robbie is Sharon Tate. The way they recreated that and her go-go shoes and shit at that theater. Yeah, she needs to be the winner. I'm going off of the history of the Oscars here. And they love some 19th century period stuff. Absolutely do. But I also, I'm tempted to go with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood also for the same reasons. Uh, Again, uh, I feel like just from, I haven't seen it, but just from what I've seen of it, Midsummer could probably be in this category. uh, The only one I can say is Jojo Rabbit. There's a scene. Oh where yeah, Sam Rockwell is like a homosexual Nazi, and he at the very end, it's like all falling down. They're Berlin, and the U.S. is like taking him over, and he's like made it to like this gay version of the Nazi suit, and he's running around and like you know getting shot at, and it's fucking nuts, and it's awesome. So I can see Jojo Rabbit sneaking in. Huh. I mean, Alfie Allen's his boyfriend. At least in the <laughs> at least in the commercials, I could see. I think there's a good uh, argument for it. That's the young Greyjoy, right? I didn't just. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I, love, I love that Alfie Allen just knows where he belongs. <laughs> <laughs> just play into the Ramsey Snow thing. Absolutely, or you know. Yeah. Uh, so that brings to uh, cinematography. We got uh, the Irishman, Joker, The Lighthouse, 1917, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. 1917. Yeah, this one. Once you guys but see here, it, you'll agree. Here's my thing, though, no, about it, that. It, it is 1917. Has, like, it's kind of like painting something that someone else has already painted. Hasn't this bit already been done? Is it that innovative? I understand, like, the scale is bigger. This is a technically, like, better than it's been done ever. Like, it's hard to tell where he cuts. Yeah. I mean, it's, the same... It literally looks like a two-hour, like, video game. Hmm. It's, it's a nuts movie. Speaking of, we were t- in our news episode, we talked about Scott Derrickson. I l- heard Scott Derrickson talking about 1917, and he was like, from a director's standpoint, I literally could not tell you where the cuts are. Like, yeah. me as a person who knows the yeah, industry, yeah. I couldn't tell you where that's it is. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, and you always got to count Tarantino in, too. For sure. Well, that's so, not, that's that's I think what it's between. But yeah. it, I think logically it would be nineteen seventeen. I will I mean, say the the lighthouse got a nom, and I trashed that movie as the worst ever. And Zach told us to reconsider. Yeah. So he's probably right. <laughs> I, I think the cinematography in Joker is outstanding as well. It does seem weird that Lighthouse didn't get more on this. So yeah, well, yeah. well I want to get to those when we get to the main six. It's not a good movie. Uh, <laughs> um, and then uh, I think the last one I have on here before we get to the big six is uh, animated feature film. With the or, biggest snub, I'd say. We'll get to that. Uh, where we have nominated uh, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, which is How to Train Your Dragon 3. I Lost My Body, uh, Claws, which a Netflix you, you, cartoon. you mentioned, yeah. Christian, a couple weeks ago, uh, Missing Link, which is the stop-motion-looking one. I don't know if it actually is stop-motion or if it's just no, made to look like No, we that. had it. It was like some... I thought it was about like a, like a yeah, abominable yeah, snowman. Yeah, yeah, but he thinks stop-motion like is the form of filmmaking. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, I didn't watch it. And Toy Story 4. Um, but for sure, the the biggest oversight here, clearly, I think... Frozen 2? Frozen, Frozen 2. 2. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> the biggest snub of the whole thing. Yeah, bigger than anyone. I'm surprised a Netflix film made it on here over Frozen too. Having said that, Klaus was a great movie. Uh, that's funny. No that's one, no I, one watched Missing Link. There's the no reason Missing Link, Missing Link is going to win. But that's why it won Golden Globe. I think. Oscars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no. Um, How to Train Your Dragon three. That one I never saw it, but that seems Me. weird. But I mean, did any of you guys love Frozen Two? I never saw it, but I don't remember any of you all really liking it that. I know, but it looks great. you were like fine with it. This yeah. has not been the best year. Like last year was a great year for animation. This right, has yeah. been a fine year. Toy for Story animation. Four is the only one I think that's been great this year, and that should win. I would I would put Frozen Two over How to Train Your Dragon Three, and I like How to Train Your Dragon Three, but I just think Frozen Two is a better film. Uh, I, I'm going Missing Link wins because of the Golden Globes, like. For some reason, there's something that, and and it didn't have wide appeal, but people liked it. I mean, the people who saw it, which were critics and reviewers, and that's it. Academy voters. 
Has any of the Toy Stories won Oscars? Oh, I'm sure Toy Story won. Uh, Toy Story one definitely did. Yeah. Okay. I, I I'm going Toy Story four. I think that sticks the landing the whole way through. Wasn't Toy Story the reason they invented the animated it, feature? Yeah. It was. Yeah. Okay. So. Lifetime Achievement Award kind of thing. Potentially, yeah. Uh, the only other ones I thought you know might be considered snubs is The Weathering With You, uh, Japanese animated film I mentioned, and then there's a hugely popular Chinese animated film called Niza uh, that came out this year that made like a bazillion dollars. But uh, In China? In, yeah, well, mostly in yeah. China, uh, but apparently didn't translate to the Oscars. You know who doesn't vote on the Oscars? Chinese critics. <laughs> <laughs> probably true. Uh, so that brings us to the main six. Uh, do we want to just go over some of our, our general takes on on uh, yeah. what's going on here? The like whole movies that got snubbed, the the white maleness that's going on, See, any, I, any of that? It does seem like they like okay, we did the woke thing last year. We're good. We're just gonna <laughs> go back to being us now. Uh-huh. Is what they seemed like. Eddie now. Murphy had a really great joke about it when he was presenting at the Oscars, where he said every twenty years it comes up. Yeah, he was like, it was like 1988, and he was like, uh, I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying this, but the Oscars only care every 20 years about black people, so I'm okay. <laughs> and that's definitely right. how it feels. Mm-hmm. Is after last year, they're like, okay, we'll just go back to white people. White Absolutely. dudes, specifically. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I guess we should directly transition to uh, director. We want to start director. We want to start actors. We could do, yeah, start Let's, with... let's go director. So yeah, fine. director. Yeah, no, wom- no women. No which women. Is the, the thing you're hearing. But like I said, I've seen Greta Gerwig's, you know... I, I, would I be happy kicking Joker out for that? Yeah. Does Todd Phillips need an Oscar? No. Would, so, yeah, they probably fucked up I a little bit. I would be bit. happy kicking Joker out for anything. Yeah. <laughs> I would be happy for kicking it out to let fucking white chicks get nominated <laughs> in 2020. <laughs> Fuck that horseshit. I, I want to I wanna right or wrong here because in our Joker episode, I said better than Transformers, and I'm wrong. This shit sucks. <laughs> Did you rewatch said, it? No, I've just been thinking about it a lot. And, <laughs> and, you know, a lot of the things that people try to say that it's good, I've got bullshit to call on out of them. So this seems yeah. this seems to be a good spot to do my first one. First of all, oh, well, you know, you should like it because it aligns up with your politics. It doesn't. It's the worst fucking aspects of Bernie Bros. The politics of this movie is, but her emails. That's the politics of this fucking movie. The politics of this movie is, if you don't get your way, just flip over the fucking board and riot. Fuck this movie. Yeah, I agree. Uh, more later. <laughs> it's for sure. Uh, I, I, and also, no, we're talking about directing, so we should yeah. also talk about this point. At the time, I said, you know, it looks okay. It's a good-looking movie. Todd Phillips brought nothing to the fucking table. Correct. He stood on the sto- shoulders of fucking giants and said, I'm a giant, too. Yeah. Fuck this movie. Yeah, it's it's not original. Greta Gerwig, I was just looking who else could go. Jugger should be out. Greta Gerwig should be in. Yeah, Little also, Women should be nominated. I know this is not going to be popular with you, Ian. I don't think Martin Scorsese should be here for The Irishman. I, oh, he definitely should. Yeah, I, I, I definitely shouldn't. No, he should. Oh, definitely yeah. should. I don't know. I, see, I, I, not, I, don't, I don't think he achieves anything in this film he hasn't already What achieved. I will say, though, what I've been thinking about this a lot is, because we feel so differently about The Irishman, because I love that movie. It's a top five movie for me for the year. You guys should have watched it in a theater. It's a different I mean, experience. I definitely think it was probably, in Netflix probably. where you can walk away at any time, where you didn't walk in with the commitment of watch sitting there with but your phone. That, I'm telling you, it plays so much better in a theater. Again, that's not my fault. That's Martin Scorsese's fault 100%. for making a Netflix. But that's why movie. I feel like I, he does deserve to be in there because I've seen it under those conditions. So let's, so let's actually do the nominees before we get too far down the list. So the people who were actually nominated for directing are Martin Scorsese for The Irishman. Todd Phillips for Joker. Sam is it Sam Mendes who did 1917. Yes. Yeah. Sam Mendes for 1917. Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Bong Joon Ho for Parasite. 
I would take out Joker and Irishman and replace it with uh, Little Women and Marriage Story. I think both. Oh. Of, I think both of them are better directing performances. I, than, I forgot about um, Noah Baumbach, but I also had uh, James Mangold for Ford, Ford versus Ferrari, or the Safdie brothers for Uncut Gems, which in general just was unloved. Yeah, yeah Not, why did and, that one get so fucked? I haven't seen it, so I don't know. I hear I've heard mixed things though. Yeah, it, it's it's a specific experience, yeah. but I think it's a more original experience than half the shit that's on here. Yeah, well, that, and that's kind of my issue with a lot of this stuff. I mean, I think things like. 1917 and Parasite specifically are trying to do things. And we've talked about this before. The way I view the Oscars and the way the Oscars view themselves is totally different. I feel like we should be pursuing things that push the art forward. So we've said Mission Impossible. This is something that like Christopher McQuarrie pushes the shit forward with the shit he does. Yeah. Half of these don't do anything. I mean, that's true. If you achieve something new, it shouldn't matter the genre. Correct. Whether it's action, where it's comedy. If you're just spinning your wheels in a drama, who gives a shit? Well, it's like you're talking about with Joker. Again, it's shit. We've all, he's yeah. remaking movies right. in that movie. Yeah. How is that original? He's doing homage to... He's doing an he, unoriginal homage. He's a, he, is, a, he is the cinematic equivalent of a DJ. Yeah, right. yeah. But I think with The Irishman, I do think like he's taking an established idea he's done, and he's taking, he's putting a bow on it and like doing it from a different age perspective. You know what I mean? Kind of like an old man with regret looking back. But is I that mean, a directing achievement? Yeah. No, no, I don't think it should win. Like, There's my a whole pick lot right now, I love about that movie, yeah. but... I think that the CGI shit was a mistake. It was. They should have been different actors in different areas. Like, whoever said Leo on this podcast should have been De Niro for the first hour. Yeah. That's right. That's the right decision. That was me. Yeah. So, uh, who do we think is going to win? So, yeah, what are our picks? I'll go first. I said it's between Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I think, and 1917. I'm going to go Sam Mendes, 1917. I don't think he's won one before. I know he's. I don't know if he won for American Beauty or not. I don't think. Oh, he might have won for American yeah. Beauty. Yeah, it won yeah. Best Picture for no, sure. No, yeah, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that like that thing like yeah. sweeped that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know if he won, but but yeah, I think. Oh. But Tarantino could easily win. It's very tough. I, so that's my one. T- Tarantino's never got directing before, right? No, this would be the one that gets it for him. I think. I don't has think he, he has. Not won? I don't think he's won it for directing. I thought he won one last time. You can check. I could be wrong. I said all of that shit to say I think Martin Scorsese wins for The Irishman because. While I don't think it's good, I uh, from a directing standpoint, I think he's seventy-eight years old. How many other times are they going to get the opportunity it's to give him? For this? sure, I think. Uh, and on, they've on, got to make up for the fact that they didn't give him one. They should give him one, but they should print Goodfellas on the plaque. <laughs> sure, you know. Uh, I think this is where uh, Bong Joon Ho gets it for Parasite because I don't think he's going to get Best Picture for it. Uh, I think this is the the consolation prize. It definitely best director is the consolation for best picture. Correct. Yeah. yeah. No, he has a one one. You're right. So I think I think it's gonna be Tarantino then under that because I don't know. I think the Hollywood suck up factor gives yes. him an edge. You know, but Sam Mendes is in there. But you think so? You think so? You're saying bo- Parasite? Yep. And what are you saying? I said The Irishman. And you're saying what are you saying? Hurt? Me and you both say a Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yep. That's that's got to be our predictor. Fair enough. Um, so we'll get into the, the actors now, which I think is, is probably the most contentious as far as snubs and surprises kind of thing. Uh, I'll start with actor in a supporting role. Uh, we got Tom Hanks for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Anthony Hopkins in The Two Popes, Al Pacino in The Irishman, Joe Pesci in The Irishman, and Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. How the fuck is Tom Hanks on here when the movie's about him? Yeah, I think the guy from The Americans is like a journalist. I mean, I think he could have been in either part, like best actor, sure. or best supporting actor. I think it was like a strategic choice. Mm. Um, Matthew Rise, who's in The Americans, is like a journalist, and right. he's kind of like the co-star. I, I think he's the point of view character. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I'm kind of surprised to see Brad Pitt in a supporting role here because I, th- I think it's equal, you know, could very much be co-leads. Right, yeah. Yeah. But I, he's been the whole way, this whole war scene okay, in supporting, yeah. and he's been winning. Um, yeah, I think he wins here. Yeah. I mean, he's got my vote. It, yep. It's my yeah. favorite one on this list. He's 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 won the Globe. I think he won last night for a different one. So yeah. I think um, he's a, he's like a slam dunk. Critic he, choice. Yeah, he's kind of rehabilitated his kind of image post like Angelina Jolie divorce. I think this is kind of coming Co- post out. Post the potentially abusing his children and drinking. You know, yeah. he's gotten sober. So I think he's kind of got the the gravy train. And you're right, the Hollywood suck up. Yeah. yeah. That being said, I wouldn't hate it if Pacino or uh, or. Uh, or um, Pesci got it. They were the best parts of that. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm giving it to Pesci here, but Pesci's great. That that'd be they my other choice, not to, Pacino. They might Pesci. just give it to Pesci to try to get him to come back. Sure, yes. you know, I would yeah. love it. If Pesci. Brad Pitt doesn't win, I want it to be Joe Pesci. Yeah. yeah, he's my backup. Anybody got any snubs for this one? No. Nothing comes to mind. I got uh, the, one of the ones the internet liked is uh, Jamie Fox from Just Mercy, who's yep. apparently great in that, but you know, mm. just came out like right. ten days ago. Um, and I had uh, Chris Evans for Knives Out. Who man, that's a good point. I think uh, you know, I I think he's great at that. <laughs> well, I mean, because you go through a whole roller coaster yeah. ride. With I mean, you hate him in the beginning, and you're like, oh no, he's uh, the guy. Yeah, then, I know it's an ensemble cast, and it's hard to pick, but I feel like he's pretty distinguishable from even the rest of the the yeah. ensemble cast. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's Joe Pesci. Uh, so we'll do uh, actress in a supporting role. We got uh, Kathy Bates from Richard Jewell. And that's the internet's piss. Effectively, she kicked out J Lo for the nomination. Who people wanted J Lo to get in for uh, Hustlers, Hustlers, which is apparently a good movie. It yeah. did, like nothing about that trailer gave me the impression. People, it was not it. an Oscar pitch as an Oscar movie it when was, it came out. No, I'll tell you that. it was pitches like a urban comedy kind of with Lizo well, yeah, and like yeah, you know it, had a lot yeah, of it's, like it's, had Cardi B in it. It's it, one of those two female comedies that comes out every year. Yeah, I mean, um, but apparently it's, it's good. The trailer doesn't make it look any different than like like a boss, which looks fucking awful. Exactly, agree. I, I don't think it is that good. Have I, you seen it? No. But oh, yeah, I, just, no, I, I haven't either. I'm, yeah. I th- I think it's much more of a drama than it was marketed. As. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm 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 more interested in it now just based on kind of the backlash because I don't think people would be fighting for it if it wasn't like you know something. Right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Kathy Bates and Jerusha Jewel, Laura Dern, Marriage Story, Scarlett Johansson uh, from Jojo Rabbit. Florence Pugh from Little Women and Margot Robbie in Bombshell. I think we're all going to disagree on this one. I'm going Laura Dern in Marriage Story. I'm also going Laura Dern in Marriage Story. She is fucking incredible in that movie. So why exactly is Kathy Bates being picked as the one who kicked out J-Lo? She just hasn't got nominated for any of these other ones Uh, preceding it. It's like kind of her lone thing. Um, I, I would, from what I'm hearing, Laura Dern's probably going to win. I haven't seen Marriage Story, so I did not feel genuine picking it. So I'm going ScarJo, Jojo Rabbit. Uh, she's that movie's fucking great, and it's on her back. Like she does like a scene where she's playing her husband and herself with her kid, and it involves face paint. It's really good. The movie's funny, so I think she could get it. I mean, as the only person who's seen Little Women, I hear Florence Pugh is also fantastic. Yep, yep. She steals the movie because she plays a character that you're not supposed to like. And somehow she turns it around at the end. You realize like she did the hard thing and, you know, married this, you know, kind of asshole for money to keep her family secure while the other ones kind of did the easy task and just followed their hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's Amy. It's Joe, Beth, Meg is Emma Watson, and Amy is Florence I'm Pugh. so glad we got Ian to tell us what the name of the daughters <laughs> from Little Women are. Do you, have you read Little Women? Uh, no, but I know that. Have but you I'm guys just seen glad you. I'm surprised you being you, you didn't like name off the Beatles. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm just glad we we got that moment. Emma Um, Watson is is awful in it, too. Well, she's a terrible actress. Yeah, she doesn't do good in it. Um, I have not watched any of these movies. I I just picked which one I felt like would be most 
Oscar jerk off, so I picked Margot Robbie. Nice. That's fair. So Laura Dern's our official pick. I, uh, I think so. I would I would recommend watching Mara's Story just to watch her slimy divorce attorney be my favorite character. I guess it's, it's, she like I don't know. She she's, she's the worst human. But she isn't though. Like yeah. she 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 plays this line where she is both slimy and genuine. Yeah. At the she's same so time, great. she's really really great. Uh, the only other snub that's on here uh, that I just you know reading other people's things is uh, Aquafina from a movie called The Farewell. Which apparently yeah. did yeah, not yeah, get yeah. any love in award yeah. season at all, but apparently Oscar she won the Golden really Globe. Good. Yeah, did but for, that's yeah. for lead actress, I think. Oh. Yeah, she won for a lead she, in a she comedy. Was going out for lead Pretend actress. I put that in the lead actress <laughs> category, which we're going to go on to now. Good transition. Uh, so, actress in a leading role, we got uh, Cynthia Cynthia Erivo. Yeah, uh, from Harriet. Uh, Another movie which didn't get Oscar publicity at the time. No, yeah, but uh, it Scar- looked bad. It. it I, I heard it was bad. I heard it was good, but uh, ScarJo pulling double duty here in A Marriage Story. Yep. Uh, and this is like the second time this second has happened. Time yeah. happened. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Sharonin in Little Women, Charlize Theron in Bombshell, and Renee Zellweger in Judy. Big snub here was Aquafina for The Farewell. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that was great. It didn't yeah. get nominated for yeah. anything. Her Comedy Central show looks really bad. Yeah. Every time it comes yeah. on, Sarah, like, sits straight up and goes, what the fuck is this? Yeah, She's at the new Jumanji, and she's not great. She's going to be in um, the new Marvel movie. Shang-Chi? Yeah, Shang-Chi. Right. I'm going Skojo here. Yeah. And that's also my pick, because I'm picking her to win both, supporting and I don't think wow. in the same night. I, uh, I think of the things that I've seen, I think ScarJo probably deserves it, but I have an unreasonable crush on Saoirse Ronan, so I'm going to pick Saoirse Ronan. You know, nothing blows up in any of these movies, so I haven't seen any of them either. Uh, so, uh, I, I, well, there's a, there's a snub that I wanted to mention that for one that I think you have seen uh, that I think deserves probably to be in the same conversation. Well, maybe uh, maybe fuck Renee Zellweger and Judy. Well, she's uh, the favorite. Renee Zellweger. Oh, she's won. Again, oh, really? It yeah, seems like the most Oscar. She won. Does. Yeah, she's won a lot of awards coming up, and she's like the heavy. That favorite. movie looks like trash. Yeah. I haven't seen it. That's why I can't pick someone. Like I, I know who's gonna win, but I can't yeah. pick it. I I'm basing it. entirely off of trailers, <laughs> which is that movie looks horrible. Yeah. What snub were you gonna say? Jim? I was gonna say uh, Ana de Armas from uh, from Knives Out, who I think yeah. is oh, that's really a great. Really good point. In that she, movie? That movie though is more about directing and no, screenplay. And I, I don't. I don't think the I, performance. But she being like she's un, a, unknown in this. Yeah. she really carries. And that she's movie. she's the heart of the movie. I mean, and like she kind of has the same face the whole movie. She's like she feels like she's poisoned someone, but she didn't. But then she did. But then she didn't. But then she did. I don't know. I I, <laughs> I I think it was a lot to ask of her to carry her weight with all these like big personalities stars. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And she did it, and you know, like you know, I mean. She really had to play like the straight man to all those people, which is hard to That's do. That's true. And again, I, th- I think she does it in a way yeah. that like is very like sympathetic. You're yeah. really on her side the yeah. whole time. I feel like. And so that. So what do we establish? Yeah, that? We're saying marriage story. Scar, Scar Joe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that brings us. Oh, what were you saying? No, I was like, that's a good one. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. She totally should have been in there. Uh, we'll do uh, actor in a leading role then for closing out the actors here. We got a, kind of a surprise thing for me anyway. Antonio Banderas in Pain and Glory. I've never heard of that movie until today. Me neither. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in uh, Once, Upon Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Adam Driver in Marriage Story. Joaquin Phoenix in Joker. And Jonathan Price in The Two Popes. I would put a snub on here is Taron Egerton in Rocket Man. Yep, he won the Globe. He's and he he's fucking fantastic. I think he in that got movie. fucked because of how much you guys hated uh, yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. See, I, I, I think that's hundred percent. See, I think this was probably more of a movie that you guys probably liked, right? Yep. Yeah. 
I would say I agree with you what you're saying, but it was an opportunity for them to fix it. Right. They chose him last year, and people were like, well, that's <coughs> fucking ridiculous. And then you had a guy who actually came in and can compete for best actor in a music biopic, and you totally leave him out. Yeah. Um, it, it, does that movie have its problems? Like, I wouldn't nominate Dexter Fletcher for best director or nominate that movie for best picture, but he is fucking great in it. Yeah. Uh, as, as for who's nominated, I think the clear choice is, is Joaquin. No, Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, I think Joaquin's winning. I this think one. Joaquin wins it. No. Well, first of all, fuck them for nominating fucking Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> there is never a point in that movie where you're not aware. I he's completely acting. agree no. with you. He's fucking Calculon in that movie. That's who he is. <laughs> he's, 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 I did. I said that just for you. I appreciate Josh. that. He <laughs> should at the end of every scene. He should turn around and hold up his hand and say. Acting. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's obviously going for Oscar bait. You and, hate that shit. Okay, how can you? We're, we're saying what we think is going to happen. He's going to win. No, okay, Leo here, is sucking up to Hollywood is what's going to win. Here's also the thing, and I'm going to leave you a clear spot here, so you can edit out this part where I'm about to derail. Uh, so we didn't talk about <laughs> we didn't talk about this in news, but I wanted to talk about it, which is Warner Brothers AI oh, yeah. casting machine. Yeah, where well, just decision making in general, right? Like, where they've decided, we're so bad at this that we're going to build Skynet to do it for us. (laughs) Uh, I have this nightmare scenario in mind, which is if he wins the Oscar for this role, which was nothing except wanting an Oscar. It was nothing except, I'm just going to do actory shit to be an actor. And, you know, like, like, superhero movies don't ask a lot of actors. But, like, say, like, Chris Evans is Captain America. That's not a role that acts a lot of an actor. But when I watch that, he's I was fucking like, acting. That's in Captain America. I'm never taken out yeah. of it. There's no point where I'm watching this movie where I was like, oh, there's Joaquin Phoenix trying to get some fucking awards no, and accolades. I yeah. completely agree with you. Okay, hundred percent. So he- when you plug all this into the Warner Brothers AI machine. And they start, okay, well, who are we going to cast as the next Joker for the sequel to the Batman? Because, of course, that's what they'll do for the next one to up the ante. Mm-hmm. Who, and, and that's the criteria. It's like, well, we really succeeded when we casted a guy who really wanted an Oscar. Who does that make our next Joker? I know Joseph knows the answer to this. Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> no, you're close. You're almost there. If Joaquin wins this, our nightmare scenario, our fucking end times... Is Eddie Redmayne as the fucking? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> goddamn right! <laughs> Holy shit! And and I tell you something else. If you're someone who likes Margot Robbie as 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 Harley Quinn, you're gonna hate that decision because Eddie Redmayne will only work with women who kind of look like Eddie Redmayne. What a! It's in his contract. What a sure. goddamn beautiful tinfoil tinfoil hat conspiracy <laughs> you've just <laughs> woven there. Yeah. I'm so, on board. I'm on board with your nightmare. <laughs> so, fuck Joaquin Phoenix and have anybody win for him. My pick is anyone but him. We gotta go. You, you gotta pick somebody. Brad Pitt, of course. No, well, wait, no, we're on, we're on fucking... Yeah, main uh, one. Leonardo. Yeah, um, Leo. Yeah, Leo. Fucking yep. Leo. For, just, for, mainly well, for split. His... That's a split, so what are we gonna do? I would say this, though. In my opinion, the best actor on here, and again, I said it's my favorite fucking movie of the year. I'm going Adam Driver. Adam Driver, no, Adam Driver definitely deserves it. He's so fucking great in that movie, but he's not going to win. He's not going to win. No, no he's, got, gonna, he's got a lot of chance. He'll get one eventually. It's going to be Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. 
don't um, think so. Hate. We'll see. Like, all the hate in my heart. What's amazing to me, though, is comparing those two dudes, is Joaquin is everything that like the Oscars love about fucking mm-hmm. movies, and Adam Driver is everything Joaquin is not. Sure. That's true. Adam Driver is the real deal. Yeah. Joaquin know. tries to be like physical and shit yeah. like that in Joker, and it doesn't work at all. Adam Driver is maybe the best physical actor working. I'm, I, I'm telling you right now, we almost had World War Three last week, and my nightmare scenario is, is Joaquin Phoenix winning the fucking Oscar. Oh, I'm glad this that is that hold on. This, this is your Bohemian Rhapsody this, experience. Yes, 100%. I'm so fucking enraged about it. It's a this. lot of hate for someone on record as saying better than Transformers. Hey, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I, the thing is, it was at the time. It's the fucking everybody. You were in a good mood. Everybody's acceptable. This sometimes you just fall for them for his new clothes. Sometimes yep. you see a naked guy and you think that's a nice outfit. I've been there. Uh, I and, but the more I've thought about this, the more I just hate everything about it. Who? What did we say originally? You were better. I was worse. I was the only. I know one I was better. I think I was better. Uh, and what were I have no idea. You were, <laughs> you were definitely worse. I, yeah, I, I trashed the shit out of it I, when we talked about it. I stand by it is a mechanically sound movie. It is in no way different it, to me from, from Ford versus Ferrari as kind of just your yeah. plug and play Oscar bait movie. I don't think it's great. I don't think it's going to be remembered, but, you know, it's of the kind of shit that gets nominated for Oscars. White Chicks is a mechanically uh, I, <laughs> I will also say that a lot of the way the Oscars work, as we talked about, is they try to balance that shit. They don't want to offend somebody and 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 it joker ain't winning directing or best picture so what are they we don't do? know that for sure but <laughs> yeah no i feel pretty confident i would be angrier if todd phillips won yeah yeah yeah. because yeah. todd phillips definitely todd, should not todd win phillips coming on record did you hear that a few weeks ago where he said the success of this movie really doesn't have anything to do with batman you're a fucking idiot yeah 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 uh, some so some snubs in actor in a leading uh, role. Uh, Adam Sandler probably no, notable one. Yeah, for that, I think that's the biggest one. Uh, Eddie Murphy. And, and, yeah, Eddie Murphy that, from Dolomite is my name. And by the way, the movie we're gonna get because Adam Sandler. Did, I know it'll be worse than Jack and Jill. <laughs> yeah. He will act out. And oddly, I'm fine with that. I'll probably watch that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Brad Pitt, just because I felt like I mean I, I understand you said they were doing the awards thing like this, but you know I think. Equally as co-lead as, as Leo and equally as fun. Uh, Balin Damon from Ford versus Ferrari. Um, and <laughs> as far as body of work awards, I was actually going to put uh, Robert, either Robert Downey Jr. or Chris Evans in this category. Yeah. For uh, for pull it, putting in emotionally compelling performances in what is objectively ridiculous movies for yeah. 10 years. Dude, the, okay, the look on Chris Evans' face... When he hears on your left, look right before and then right after in the middle of this ridiculous popcorn movie, like every time gets me a little choked up. And I would say not only that is that is that is such a it seems like anyway, such a challenge for him. Right. That doesn't is who we've known Chris Evans to be on film. Right. Steve Rogers is so drastically different from that. Right. I mean. We're looking at Knives Out as a change of pace for him, but that's who he used to always yeah. Mm-hmm. be. Yeah. I, my, my biggest is Antonio Banderas. I mean, that's the... That's Oscar the dark horse, for well, sure. Well, that, that knocked out Robert De Niro. And that that's... I'd rather Robert... Robert De Niro doesn't do shit he's in that movie. I love Robert De Niro. He's the worst part of you the guys, look, we, can, like I, I said, I, we feel willing, very different about The Irishman. I think Robert De Niro is great in that movie. I'm willing to admit that Joe Pesci and Al Pacino yeah. are good in that movie. I don't even you, think Al Pacino's great. I don't think Joe he's Pesci's great. great. Yeah. But, but Robert De Niro is the worst of the three of Man, them. No, I love that movie. Here's the thing. I think for the last 30 minutes, Robert De Niro probably earns it. Yes. But he, he like... 
comes into a null space because of the first 30 minutes. It so he kind of cancels himself out. The, like I said, it does hurt him being trying to play like a 30-year-old dude when he's 60. The like, other that two can play the younger versions of themselves. De Niro is a yeah. 75-year-old man the entire time. And Look. he's and he's like supposed to be playing a kid in that first yeah. half. They well, like kid. 20s. Yeah. I Lifetime mean, Achievement Award, though. Well, it is. It, to me, I, I don't When think, does he won one? I don't think it's fully a fault of his own. I think part of it is the written part. That his character is just not very interesting because it's not a real person. I mean, it's based on a real person's impression of themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I think that hurts it. But that said, I, I can't I can't sanction the performance because it's yeah. not it's either not a good part or he doesn't play it well. I, I love Robert De Niro in that movie. Has I think he he's not great. won? He's won, right? Oh, I'm sure he's won. I'm sure he's won for something. Yeah, he had to have won. Um, anyway, we good on on actor. Yeah, that was contentious. Half half Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix. So we're going half, Le- half Leo. Wait, you want to go Adam Driver? Get off Joaquin, and then we can make Leo no, our official. I, cause, no, cause I, I don't think Leo's gonna win. Because I think Joaquin's gonna win. Yeah. Right, we're going Leo and Joaquin is a split. That's our only split. The rest we're pretty on board with. Uh, so the last we have is Best Picture. And before we get into that, I wanted to get into some just like overall snubs of movies that uh, were critically acclaimed and beloved that just did not get any love right. from the Oscars. Uh, which includes the farewell, which we talked about, which is uh, the Aquafina movie. The movie is it Aquafina? I feel like we're just naming her as no, water. No, that's, no. yeah, <laughs> no, that's actually I have to say. Um, Dolomite is my name, which we talked about. The Netflix movie with Eddie Murphy, kind of his comeback. Wesley Snipes, uh, some other folks. I still haven't watched it, and I feel bad because it yeah. looks awesome. Is it a Netflix movie? Yes. Yeah. And, and, have you guys uh, seen it? and uh, no, and uh, Queen and Slim, which is the it's got Daniel, Daniel Kaluuya. Kaluuya. Uh, it's apparently really good. It, you know, the trailer did not do it. It justice. looks like uh, Bonnie and Clyde kind of. Yeah, thing. I ha- I know of people who saw it and uh, they thought it was terrible. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it's, it, it looks like some mid '90s movie, like Jason's lyric it, or something. It, he, the guy who I know saw it, said what was it, it doesn't know what it wants to be and it's edited very poorly. Gotcha. Like, there's some weird shit going on where you're going like back and forth between two scenes and uh, it's apparently pretty shocking the things that like they compare it to. But. Interesting. Uh, well, I will say I, I bring these up to, to bring up the point. The ones that I think are on this list that were pretty critically acclaimed and kind of ignored are ones that are primarily cast with people of color and either written or directed by people of color. No, agree. Which is... Yeah. Uh, ugh, come on, Oscars. Yeah, I mean, you... you 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 know it's a stigma. You can fight yeah. it, and I and I mean like I I feel equally as bad because instead of watching Dolomite is my name this week, I watched the two popes, which is you know like yeah, I'm I'm part of You're the problem. The problem. Popes? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think also the the, the the thing where they really have to watch themselves on is because the backlash of this will make them nominate something terrible next year. Yeah, you know they'll they'll be something it's like well this movie's shit, but. We got to get something with well, some no. people of color. In it's it. already come. It's affirmative action in the Oscars. That's what this has become. Well, like Harriet, I mean, but obviously it's, it's not. not this well, year. that's why Harriet's there. Cynthia Urso. But I hear. I mean, one, but she's great. In, one, she's great in everything she's been in. That's I just, true. Too. Look, I just don't think this is a particularly strong year for diverse directors and actresses. But you don't know. You haven't seen the movies uh-huh, because look, you got me there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I just wanted to, to bring that to our attention before we get into our last category, which is uh, Best Picture, uh, where they are allowed to nominate 10 movies, best 10 movies of a year, and somehow can't figure out 10 fucking movies that are good well, enough to This is a qualify. great example, too. We talk about Dolomite is my name. That just is, throw it is in there. fucking, fucking in loved. There. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I for, I've never liked the more than five anyway. I think that's bullshit. You know, like participation trophy bullshit. It I, definitely makes it out to be an intentional decision. At least that's yeah, how it's it definitely. It makes it seem like anybody who wasn't nominated, they specifically didn't nominate. Yeah. You. it's fucked up. Maybe they just do it to get publicity on social media, rile people. Up. I don't. I mean, people at least talk about it. Successful. <laughs> uh, so for the best picture, we have Ford versus Ferrari, uh, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story. 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. No new names here, things that we've been talking about yep. in all the other lists. I'm going 1917. I mean, the biggest snub yep. for me on this, though, is Knives Out. That was my favorite movie of the year. So I'm going 1917. I think that or it also could be um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. If Sam, It depends on who wins directing. If yeah. Sam Mendes wins directing, he's not going to win this. But I don't think he will win directing, and I do think this will win. See, I think this could be The Irishman. I think this could be the, the body of work Oscar for Best mm-hmm. Picture. See, See, they gave that in Departed already. But The all, Departed is great. No, <laughs> I like Irishman as much as The Departed. That is Whoa, a, you the, fucking that is Hold on, Departed awful. isn't even remembered as that well. It's not awful. like Goodfellas or a Casino. Because it's legitimately different. It's good, but Irishman's better. I think Departed is better than Casino. It's not as good as it's not as good as uh, Goodfellas. Goodfellas, Goodfellas yeah, but yeah, it's better than yeah, Casino. Yeah. Anyway. That's uh, the craziest thing that someone's ever said on this podcast. <laughs> well, I don't that know. seems impossible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think it's the craziest thing I've said on this podcast yeah. <laughs> or this episode. <laughs> That's fair. He he just said shit that made me duck like, like ten seconds ago. Uh, yeah, um, I, you know I want it to be of these that are nominated once upon a time in Hollywood. I think that has a good shot because of the Hollywood suck up factor. But something uh, uh, Christian said earlier, Hollywood likes shit where people dress up like it's the fucking 1800s or whatever. They do. And I think this could be the one that just ends up winning and you going, really? Like Like a a moonlight? No, Little Women. No, no, but like two years ago, what was the one where it came out of nowhere and yeah. stole it from La La Land? Oh yeah, no, it was Moonlight. Moonlight, yeah, yeah. I would like, say like Moonlight's left- better than La La Land. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's like a left field. I like both of those. Movies. Yeah, I would say that. On to your point, mm. it's another way for them to deal with the shit of not, especially not nominating her. Right. If they give it to Little Women, they yeah. give it to Little yeah, Women. Yeah, I think I think Little Women. I honestly. I really wanted to be once in a long time in Hollywood, but I think it'll be a little. Yeah, I don't think it, I don't think it's gonna be. I don't. I don't. Even if it's not that, I don't think it's once upon a time in Hollywood. I think if it pivoted to a random one, it would be like Marriage Story. It that, could be. Yeah, yeah, but I'm thinking 1917. I think it's 1917. Uh, some some snubs that I wanted to mention: uh, Uncut Gems, which again I think is one of the more original mm-hmm. movies, even if it's a hard movie to watch. Um, it looked weirdly edited. Like it looked like a gritty kind of like well, the they, filming was gritty. They, they edited. They did. That's true. But they yeah. edited it the quietest bits of the movie into the trailer. Uh, okay. The movie is so like I saw like Kevin Garnett and Adam Sandler. I'll, I was like, what is this? I'll, thing? Be, I'll be honest with you, Ian. When I watched this movie, it was like this could have been Ian in an alter alternate <laughs> reality. It was just, it was just pure chaos in this like skeezy life that I was like, <laughs> if like every decision went wrong for you. This could have been your life. I appreciate it. Now I need to watch the pawn shop. (laughs) Um, But uh, Uncut Gems, uh, again, Midsummer, which I know we don't like uh, horror movies, but... uh, That guy makes good movies. He makes good movies. And again, I think... Just because you like it doesn't mean it's Oscar worthy. You know that, right? I think think a lot of people think that movie (laughs) is Oscar worthy. I think think Body of Work. I think this is the time to give it to a Marvel movie. Avengers Endgame is the it's the Return of the Throw King. It in right. there. It's Return of the King for right, sure. That's true. Right? Yeah. Return of the King wasn't for that movie. It was for all those movies. Yeah, and that's I would sh- like that. God, I hate that about Return of the King too because it's it's the worst of the three in it my is. opinion. But yeah, but oh. so Joseph, who do you think? 
I want it to be Parasite because I think it is the best movie that I've seen this year. But I think it's going to be The Irishman. Yeah, yeah. So 1917. Is 97 our is our 1917 is our official two to, pick. Two to one and one. But yeah, I think it's going to be. So we our official picks just to, to put a little bow on it is we're picking for director. Uh, we said on a Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, two of us did. Uh, Laura Dern is the supporting actress. ScarJo is the leading actress. Brad Pitt is the supporting actor. Actor were split on with Leo and Joaquin, and then best movie 1917. I feel pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's not far. Pretty off good consensus that. picks. That's that's fair enough. Is there anything else that we wanted to talk about for our Oscar episode before we close it out? Do we no, think really. their picks this year were better or worse than Transformers? The oh the the, the picks overall. I like a lot of these movies, so I'm going to go better. I'm going worse just because Joker's on it too fucking much. Yeah. yeah. Joker is, Joker is on it a lot. I like that Joker's your last Jedi. We all have our thing at this point. I just, like, I, it's funny because, you know, um, I just, I don't know, for some reason, when I'm working at home by myself, I just sit around and stew about the fucking Joker. I don't know why. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's such a weird, uh, Justin and I have had this conversation a couple of times. I feel like overall, it's been a really strong year for movies. Yep. There have been a lot of really good ones. There hasn't been one that I'm just like clear cut, like, oh, I this is the best movie of the yeah. year. Uh, my top two films this year, only one of them is nominated on here, and that's Marriage Story. And so, like... Uh, that that would be the one I would want right. to see the win the most. I'm glad it's getting some love. Yeah, it, it's hard for me because it, it's one of those things where I also agree. I think it's been a strong year for movies, but is it a strong year for the Oscars? Right. Eh, I don't. I, know. I don't yeah. think they made the best picks. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't feel like they ever learned from their mistakes, but I keep watching it. Right. Are we excited for No Host again? It worked better last it year. It did I work thought. better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Streamline it. Make it two hours. Stop like, doing just, it on fucking Sunday. Yeah. yeah. I also, have to work. If you want to do it on Sunday, start at like 4 p.m. Eastern. Who gives yeah. a they shit? They don't have anything to do Exactly. Now. This yes. is their whole day anyway. Yeah. Streamline the whole thing. Yeah, fuck it. Uh, but I think that's it for the Oscars 2020, which again, I think uh, it's it's the second weekend in February. I don't know. It's, it's, it's like February 9th, I think. Yeah, it's on the paper right in front of you. Um, so if, if, uh, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen all the things on this list, or at least all the things that you want to see, you got a couple more weeks. So good luck. Um, what have we been watching this past week, guys? I can go first, I guess. I finished Clone Wars. Cool. Um... That season six is better than I give it credit for. It, I, I, not to interrupt you. And yeah, you're but, fine. But it's like, it only seems bad because the end of season five is such a good ending. Yeah. yeah. But that, the Those 13 are episodes strong. are, yeah, yeah, they're all good. Yeah. And it's only like three or four different arcs, but yeah. they're all interesting. Yeah. Even the Jar Jar Mace Windu arc is kind of I, fun. I love that episode. Yeah. Um, I watched Rebels, and because I didn't have, I haven't had Critical Role. Uh, I watched three seasons of Rebels in a week. Wow, um, that's impressive. You know what? It might be better than Clone Wars. Wow, like, really? I think I think Rebels is. I think what makes Rebels good is that you have to watch Clone Wars because mm-hmm. it's all fucking payoff. Right. When Rex and Ahsoka all come back, that shit's just payoff from right. Clone Wars. However, the streamlined story, and I think knowing the characters up front this time because the second time i've watched it i didn't have the difficulty of getting into it like i right. did the first time like it, i was fine with ezra and kanan and and ha- i enjoyed revisiting that world so i really got into it and it's it's probably the best thing simon kinberg has ever been a part of well i will say the second season of rebels is maybe the best season of any of oh it's shit. good shit and, and um 
My only real problem with Rebels is it just seems so many times we go to, they break in, they get away. They break yeah, in, they get away. It is a lot of that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, I revisited some things I watched last year. Uh, Aladdin, which is okay. You know, it's, I'm going to give it better than Transformers. The Disney, that, the live action one? Yeah. The, I like that one scene where he comes in as the king. Prince Ali. Yeah, Prince Ali is great. That's a fucking great scene. Uh, Jafar is still terrible, but the rest yeah. of the movie is pretty fine. God. I rewatched Downton Abbey, the movie, and uh, I came down the first time too hard on it, I think. It's a great movie. Uh, all fan service. It's all fan it's service. Return of the Jedi. I had, just, <laughs> I had just watched the show, and so I didn't feel the need. Yeah. But having like six months later to just for two hours revisit those characters, perfect. I'd love to I watch it again. It. Um, it's a delightful show. I watched I'm sure else. it is. I don't think so. I listened to a lot of Rush this weekend. I'll yeah. bet you did. R.I.P. Yeah, yeah. that, that was sad news. That was a tough one. You know what is the saddest part about that besides you've lost, you know, like arguably the greatest drummer ever is all three of those dudes were still buddies. Yeah. They still enjoyed each other's company and stuff like that. None of their peers are like that. Mm-hmm. Everybody who's alive from Led Zeppelin hates each other. Everybody from Black Sabbath hates each other. You know, like uh, everybody from Van Halen hates each other. Anybody, yeah. all those 70 Rock guys. It's, I think it's really cool that those dudes still liked each other, still thought each other were funny. And that's that makes it extra sad that that mm. dude died. That's it. Uh, that I'll remember anyway. Fair enough. Uh, I only watched one thing this week besides more Shit's Creek. Two Popes. On forever. The Two Popes. Uh, which, uh, what did that guy direct? I fuck, I, it's a director who's done something else that I like. It's the same guy who directed City of God, which is what oh, Slumdog Millionaire was blatantly ripped off of. Yes. And it's a weird movie. Um, <laughs> two Popes, that is. Two Popes, so it's, a, it's supposed to be a fictionalized set of conversations between Pope Benedict before he resigns and the future Pope Francis, who are kind of diametrically opposed on kind of theological things as far as the direction of the church it's played uh benedict is played by um anthony hopkins, anthony hopkins and uh jonathan price plays pope francis. francis he's cardinal at this point right yeah yeah what's his name uh bergoglio i wanted he, you to pronounce it yeah thank you it's one of, it's weird the the movie is not really well done uh like like for just from a structural standpoint like the cinematography is not great the sets aren't great i don't think the writing is particularly good um, and I'm not sure, like, I, I, I do think I know what its message is, but it can't decide whether it wants to be really ham-fisted or really subtle about it. But the performances are really good. Like, Jonathan Price is really good, and he absolutely would be, like, best actor. I mean, he's, he's the main guy. You spend mm-hmm. more time with him. He absolutely would be the best actor and might get nominated and did get nominated, obviously, for something. If he wasn't opposite Anthony Hopkins, who's fucking crushing it. Yeah, they both got nominated. Well, yeah, the, the, the material is subpar at best. And Anthony Hopkins is incredible. He's spellbinding in it. I fucking love it. Uh, I don't know if I recommend watching the movie because, again, it's not a great movie, but there's two really good performances in a really not great movie. How did you watch it? Netflix. Hmm. It's on Netflix, right? I don't yeah. think it came in the theaters. I mean, it might have gone into It had to go into some theaters to get nominated for something, yeah. but. It has to have a limited release. Yeah. I, you know, gearing up for uh, Picard, watched all four Next Generation uh, feature films. Well Um, done. So here's where where I go with them. Uh, Generations, uh, you know, man, 
it's funny just looking back on this it makes no effort to exist on its own as a movie mm-hmm. it just starts up as the next episode of the next generation it doesn't really even try to get you to get to know these characters uh but you know it's pretty fun i uh, really only data and picard have a story in it everybody else is just kind of window dressing the thing i hadn't watched it in years and years the thing i was most surprised about Shatner's scenes with uh, Patrick Stewart, Shatner's better in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the better of the two. The scene of them. in the cabin and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, he like I guess it's probably because Patrick Stewart was really trying to give it to you and make something happen that he was gonna, you know, this was gonna be his time. Whereas Shatner knew it was his last ride and he just went with it. You know, he he was good. I I do think that you know it's very Shatner that his last line before he dies steal someone else's from the series catchphrase mm-hmm. his uh his last words are oh my but <laughs> but uh, also i think it's funny that his last thing he dies climbing a thing to push a button yeah yeah like that's very it like, seems intentional like it seems like somebody said okay this is a movie you can't just reverse the positronic flow of the tachyon field you've got to climb a thing and push a button that's how action in movies work and that's how you die. But I'd give it better than Transformers. Hmm. Um, First Contact, the one that most people say is the best one, I think is better than Transformers. But, you know, again, it makes no effort to catch you up on what's going no, on. No, not at all. It's a direct sequel to an episode of, uh, of the show that it makes no effort to catch you up on. Uh, one complaint I have about it, this is very dorky. They should have made Lieutenant Hawk the new security chief. That way, when he died, it would have meant something. Because mm-hmm. where you know where he was just a guy sitting on the left of the screen, you're like, oh well, that guy's gonna die at some point. He's given just enough lines that we're supposed to care when he dies, but it won't. But if he was the new security chief, it would be like, oh well, that's a position that matters in this hierarchy of this show, and it would have been surprising when he dies. Anyways, better than Transformers. Most surprising of rewatching these. I fucking loved insurrection. I knew you were. I knew as soon as you started this train, we were going to get the you loving insurrection. <laughs> what? Do you disagree with that? <laughs> yeah, it's trash. You hate insurrection. Yes, it's terrible. Okay, here's why I love insurrection. Everybody gets a moment in it. It's yep. not just Picard and Data, which is what the first two movies were, and it's a Star Trekky story. But he, I mean, in First Contact, like Jordy gets a lot to do. Uh, I'll give you like Worf and Troy and. And, and number one are all really, sidelined. Really? Like, like, yeah, Jonathan Frakes gets the most sidelined yeah. in these movies. And, you know, I will say, man, does the plot not hold up to 2020. Yeah. Like, the plot in this is essentially an argument for the 1%. It's, there's these 600 white people that we just should, we should not mildly inconvenience so the rest of us can live a better life. But I understand in this context of Star Trek why that works. I liked it. I thought everybody's performances were pretty good in this one. And it had a little more room to breathe in the others. Um, Nemesis, you know, is Nemesis, man. It's not very good. I like... Tom Hardy? Tom Hardy is good. And I like the the, the final battle's pretty good. Data's... It's too bad Data's sacrifice wasn't in a better movie. Because that shit's dope. But uh, Nemesis is my favorite of the really, ne- yeah, because I think it's the one that tries the most. And like you talked about, the first two, one hundred percent, you're dead on, are just longer episodes. Right? They don't even try to give you moments. Right? They don't try to introduce you to shit. I don't think you really need to watch Star Trek: The Next Generation to appreciate Nemesis. I can see that, and uh, I think Tom Hardy's pretty good. I think the concept of uh, the Picard Tom Hardy relationship, right? Um, 
is is interesting. And I think the data sacrifice man plays hard. The the data sacrifice gets you emotionally. I, it seems like all of that Nemesis is going to be the most important one for this new TV show, though. Right? No, no, it's directly coming. Out. Yeah. I think also I hate on it a little because you know it was supposed to. If it was successful, it was supposed to spin into an everybody movie where they were going to do a movie with people from Deep Space Nine and Voyager. Voyager and yeah. And then that didn't happen. Maybe I feel a little hard towards it. Um, and Romulans are such great bad Romulans guys. are great. I, you know, right after <laughs> complaining about those last ones for not trying to catch you up with stuff, I think I wish more stuff would have stacked in here. We should have got a mention of lore. Yeah. Like, it, we should have... Somebody should have said, hey, maybe turning this guy in on a great idea because we've already done this once and it didn't work out. And I think... I forget what her name is, but whatever... I Tashi, just got to that part, too. Uh, that's funny. You, <laughs> yeah. Uh I really feel like Tasha Yar's daughter should have shown up in this since yeah. it was a Romulan story. But anyways, overall, as a group, I'll give them better than Transformers. Also, I watched White Chicks, which I brought <laughs> up a lot in this. Which is apparently better than Joker. It is. It's be- well, I mean, Joker is worse than Transformers 5. It's not just worse than Transformers. But... Um, but uh, which one was Transformer Five? What one was that? The one Dark called? Knight. Yeah, or, that one. No, no, the last. Yeah, night. I don't know. It's got the one with Anthony Hopkins. It. But you know, <laughs> oh, it is the one with Anthony Hopkins. You're right. White Chicks is a funny movie. It is hard to swallow the premise that they dress up as these pre-existing white yeah, girls. Yeah, that wouldn't work today. And nobody, <laughs> and nobody notices. Oh wow, our friends are a foot taller and have shoulders like linebackers. But other than that, it's a pretty funny movie. If I, it came out today, that would be blackface, and it would not make it. They wouldn't get See, no, I think it's fine because they're dressed up as white people. Nobody dresses so. up as black. I don't people, think that so joke would play. <laughs> I would like to believe it would, but yeah. PC gone mad. Well, <laughs> I'm going white chicks better than Transformers. I'd agree with that. Terry, okay. Terry Crews. Yep. Um, all right, I haven't been here in a while. I watched a couple things. I'm <laughs> better do it fast. <laughs> Little Women, uh, better, you know, better than Transformers. The cast is really good. Chris Cooper, Laura Dern, Meryl Streep, and then the main people. Um... Sorcerone and as great as Joe. Uh, 1917 is really fucking good. Um, it's World War One, and it's just these two guys, and they're just literally going through no man's land. It's trench warfare. It's the last year of World War One, and they're interacting with all these generals, which are famous British actors, and it just goes from like subdued conversation that's like good character work to crazy action to back, and it goes to like Colin Firth as a general, Mark Strong, Benedict Cumberbatch. Richard Madden. So it's like uh, you see a lot of famous faces. So who's who? Yeah. Uh, white British dudes. Correct. I watched Underwater. Which oh, is no. With Kirsten, Kristen. Kristen. Yeah, Kristen Stewart, which is like an aliens knockoff underwater. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Oh, good. Yeah, like it's, it's pretty awful. Um, Sounds fabulous. I think Hurt would like it. Why do you think I would like? Just because I, I feel like you have an affinity to aliens, maybe that I don't have alien aliens, right. and it's literally like shot for a shot. That's what they're trying to do. Right. I hate Kristen Stewart, and it's also got T.J. Miller yep. as comic relief. Why and did like, he get to come back? <laughs> it's so weird. They're like five miles underground in the water, and he's like cracking jokes about like balls and stuff. Like there's a, <laughs> there's a lot of people who there's just accusations of that they're not going to get to come back. But yeah. T.J. Miller called in a bomb threat. That's not like, yep. you know. Ugh. Worse than Transformers. I watched, because me and Susie are going to Universal next week. Um, I watched Harry Potter 1 through 3. We're going to do Harry Potter World. The first two are not good. I mean, they're for kids. Yeah. They're more kiddie than the other I, ones. I they definitely s- disagree with that. They they're skate fine. by on just like the literature, not like any movie 
technical like they, they look cheap you know what i mean they're good in that it's the, I mean, like, I think the first one went into production in 1990. I was yeah. about to say, but, was, but then the third one jumps up, and the third one's great. Yeah, you know what I mean. And you see that big. I mean, that's jump. Alfonso Cuarón. Yeah, <laughs> so. I don't know if the budget jumped from two one to two to three, but like that's just the production, the movie magic. There was yeah. just, I think crazy just the hot. ability to make CGI jumped in that. Yeah, time. I actually like two. Two is I think uh, an underrated gem. I agree with yeah. Joseph on yeah. this. Yeah. Um, this. I think two is pretty good. I think one of the things too is. The first two are directed by Chris Cro- Christopher Columbus. Yep. yep. And uh, not that one. Not not the famous one. Uh, <laughs> the uh, but it's just such a change in direction. For, he tried to be very practical right. and make it for kids. Yeah. And Alfonso Cuarón's like, we're gonna CGI this shit out of this motherfucker. What? And also Chris Columbus, not to defend that guy, but he was hamstring at that point. Uh, J.K. Rowling was like, no deviation whatsoever. Well, yeah. and then when Alfonso Cuarón came on, it's like, oh yeah. If you want to do some, and it, do the as books, time goes on, she's an idiot. The, like some of the things she says, the books, and does. The books were short enough at that point right. to where you could, like, starting mm-hmm. Prisoner of Azkaban, you can't fit all the shit. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Prisoner of Azkaban is great. So uh, the first two are still good. They're just the third one seemed a lot. I'm excited to hear the rest of your Harry Potter expensive. reviews. Yeah, yeah, so we're gonna go through. And then the last thing I watch is today. I watched The Outsider. It's a Stephen King HBO show. H- it's his new. It's a newer book he wrote, and it's an HBO show. It's like six episodes, and it kind of has a night of kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason Bateman. Yeah, and yeah. I remember your man this Men- this. Ben Mendo. Yeah. Um, is and it it's Cynthia Ervo in that as well. There's a, there is a I don't know if that's her or not, but you, you probably I know there is a lady in it. Um, it's totally got like True Detective season one, the night of kind of creepy vibe. It's mm. a small town murder, and now I'm through two episodes, and like you're starting to see like there's probably a supernatural element coming. Oh, in. okay. So like okay, I guess it's it, it goes from like cop procedural kind of like you know atmospheric to like oh shit, there's like some like otherworldly shit. Mm. Um, Mendo's great in it. Um, he's great in everything. Yeah. yeah, he's great as a supporting role. And the last thing is been watching finishing up the Crown. All right. So season three, it's uh, God, that show's so good. That show should win every fucking award for TV. Um, she did win at the Golden Globe. Yeah, the the guy who plays Charles in season three he has to go to Wales, and he's great. Uh, they they bring Camilla in there. Um, and then the queen, Olivia Coleman's great. She's a less likable queen because I think at this point the queen's become the institution, whereas the first two she's kind of still a person. So you don't like her. She's kind of the villain. We're not even the villain. Just like she's the crown. Yeah. And it's it's you know she's not as likable, but she's doing a great job. So highly recommend all of that. Awesome. Is that it? That's yes. It. And next week we'll do one of our topic episodes. Could be a director showdown. Could be a best performance ever. Could be some new vehicle that we haven't invented yet in our genius little brains. But join us next week for that. Uh, in the meantime, thank you guys for listening. Uh, did we get any good, interesting feedback from people? I, I got feel like some somebody... from Susie about... She said she emailed it to us about her decades list. Yes! Oh, shit. Good call. Yeah, I have I have some of them. You're so goddamn smart. Uh, best children, she she said Paddington was one we, we should have maybe mentioned. Yeah, everybody This, this is on everybody the backs of our, our best of the decade Yeah, best decade is two weeks ago. Um, I never saw it, but it's like the most well-reviewed movie on like... Best animated, she said Tangled and Inside Out, which... I haven't seen Tangled Inside Out. I think we mentioned. I that, said Inside Out. That's probably the best one of the decade. Uh, Tangled it has this, for some reason, controversial opinion that it's better than Frozen, and it's bullshit. <laughs> that is bullshit. Uh, best Romance, Crazy Rich Asians. That's a great one. About Time, and Water for Elephants. I know you guys don't. That's your... Uh, it's a sad movie. I'm cr- surprised you like that. We don't that. hate it. We've Robert seen, Pattinson. Yeah, we yeah. said it's pretty good. That's a calling card for Robert Pattinson. Uh, best science fiction, The Martian, which I totally agree with. Martian's fucking dope. Can't argue with that. Uh, Mission Impossible, the last two is the best action movies. 
best musical, which is what I feel like we should have talked about. Frozen and La La Land. Um, I would say Les Mis. Yeah, Les Mis. Uh, yeah. Um, historical drama, she put on the basis of sex, which I, that was a Ruth Justice... Ruth, Ruth, G- G- Ruth, she's a justice. Yep, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> you, you're close enough. I, I would love it if her first name was Gator. <laughs> That's great. Her best of decade was Hidden Figures, which I love, but I think it's an overlooked movie. I think it was like came out like kind of like older, kind of old person that, lady. That's a Joker of that year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, best TV drama, Downton Abbey. Uh, worst of the decade, the two most recent Pirates of the Caribbean, which I totally can get on board. Yeah, I can get on board. Those last two also. Pirates of the Caribbeans are fucking awful. I don't even know which one's worse. They're both really atrocious. I think the fourth oh. one is worse. There's five? Yeah. yeah. The fifth one is the one where it's an older, like Orlando Bloom's son is a. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. that one's yeah. fucking awful. No, at least I, other, I fucking hate <laughs> I think the one with Penelope Cruz is the worst. Isn't it one. amazing? Yeah. That, isn't it I think amazing? it's Selma Hayek, isn't it? No, it's Penelope Cruz. Okay. I think it's Penelope Cruz. I would Cruz get on board with Selma Hayek. The one with Blackbeard in it yeah. is how, fucking <laughs> awful. How do you, what a waste. How do you yeah. fuck up Ian McShane as Blackbeard? I know. That's what That makes it the worst. You're right. Did you guys, when you did the decade that I wasn't here for, um, did did, uh, <laughs> did, uh, did, uh, did you guys do TV or just movies? We did TV. A little bit of TV. We did TV show, drama, and comedy. Yep. Only thing I wanted to say that I missed getting to say on that is that Twin Peaks was the best TV show of the decade. Oh, oh interesting. The new Twin Peaks. The revival. Yeah, the new one. Which I didn't we, watch. We, just, we literally just spent the whole time. Uh, you haven't listened to it, right? No, I haven't. Oh, good. Yeah, we just talked about Mad Max the whole time. Oh, good. That's for you. That's that, a, yeah, that, I think that, I was like... That's all I really want. I really, literally, when I suggested that as an idea for a show, I just wanted to talk about Twin Peaks and Mad Max. I know. Exist. I know that's what. Yep. Uh, but thank you, Susie, for sending those in. Yep. Uh, Did we do listening. Regina's last week? Regina sent hers in, too, I think. So we got one more best of the decade from uh, loyal listener Regina. We'll get you next week. And send us more. Yeah, please send us more. So, yeah, join us next week for one of our topic episodes. In the meantime, thank you guys for listening. Uh, please rate and subscribe and tell your friends about the podcast. It's the best way to get us out there and get new listeners. Listeners, uh, if you want to tell us who you think is going to win the Oscars or who you think got snubbed and deserves better, uh, you can reach us at realphonies.gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at realphonies and on Instagram at real Send us phonies. your winners, your predictions. Yeah, please send us your p- yeah, predictions. See if we're wrong or right. And uh, thanks to Zach Evans for our Brian Velasquez for our theme. We'll see you guys next week. Later. Later.